Welcome to Regis Radio. I'm Stephanie Alperlisi. We invite you to take the next 10 to 15 minutes to hear from some of the life insurance industry's top experts and from some of our own. Regis Financial Partners is a national brokerage general agency who partners with financial advisors and insurance professionals. Our mission is to find insurance solutions for our advisors and their clients. We have a concierge approach that one size does not fit all when it comes to your business. Feel free to contact us to see how we can partner with you. And we thank you for listening today. Welcome back to Regis Radio, folks. We're so excited to have you join us today. We are actually going to be talking about a topic that has started to become near and dear to my heart. Uh, Regis Financial Partners has decided that in 2023 that we are going to put the full resources that we have on our team towards non-qualified deferred compensation. And that's going to start with our newest team member, Brad Contardi. How are you, Brad? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So this is a really exciting kind of conversation, right? You and I have now known each other for quite some time. And when we were having these initial conversations about why would a brokerage general agency want to get involved in the non-qualified deferred compensation space? And so when we first talked about this, we really kind of had kind of thought about the marketplace and what it kind of looks like in today's world, in the financial world. And then it also talked about, well, how would we bring the weight of our resources out to advisors and how could we partner with them in order to be able to, you know, really explain how this is something that will not only help them from a business growth perspective, but will also bring a, a great opportunity to their business owners that may or may not be looking at this for their top hat executives. So before we like kind of like do a deeper dive, you know, can you give us, Brad, the non-qualified deferred comp, uh, you know, overview? Non-qualified deferred comp is an employer employer sponsored benefit plan. It allows employers to use this benefit to help keep key people at their company. It also allows them to offer this plan for executives that need another uh, vehicle to save for retirement. So it's it's a great tool for employers to boost their benefit package to their key executives. It's, um, we call it the four R's when talking about non-qualified deferred comp. And these are ways that an employer can use it. And the four R's are recruit, retain, reward, and retire. The first three R's are when an employer uses it and puts their own money into a plan uh, for the benefit of the key person. I'm going to put some of my own money if I'm a business owner to help keep people in their seats. Um, think golden handcuff. It's a way to fiscally incent employees to stay at the company. And let's face it, it, it nowadays, social media is king. Um, if you look at LinkedIn, everybody's connected to everybody. It's very, very easy to move from one job to the next. And we're seeing in the industry employers feeling the pain of having to keep key people or having to recruit new people. There's a a real economic cost to having to fill a key person's role. And we are finding that non-qualified deferred comp is a great way to, you know, mitigate those things. It it, you know, sort of makes a person think before jumping ship 
to another company for an extra few few bucks. So think about it this way, I guess. If I'm an advisor and I have business owners within my financial portfolio that I work with on a day-to-day basis, um, I always am typically thinking about, well, have they done their buy-sell? Um, you know, have they gotten um, their succession plan kind of put in place? Um, but I'm not sure sometimes everybody always thinks about unless you do group benefits or you do make sure that you've taken care of a key person. Can you walk us through what kinds of business owners this concept might be a good fit for? Sure. All. Um, in well, that was an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really benefits most owners out there with, you know, um, key people. Um, owners of companies that have 50 to 75 employees and, and more and, um, you know, want to do something extra for those key people. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, it can be really tough to recruit somebody into a company in a key role, whether it be a C-suite or a project manager or someone that's really important to the company and really important to the bottom line of the company. Um, so we see this work for many different business owners in different um, industries, from manufacturing to construction to personal services, uh, you name it. Um, you know, if if an employer is having trouble keeping key people, um, this might be a really good way to help. You know, stop that, stop the uh, the folks from leaving, or at least give them another thing to think about when thinking about an offer from another company. Well, that's definitely a great point. So now let's go maybe a little bit deeper into this. So let's think of it now. I've got the business owner who's really interested in, you know, this type of plan and and they've got four or five key executives that they feel this will be a good fit. Can you kind of walk us through maybe how does, you know, how does this get executed and what are kind of maybe the finer details that a business owner or even the advisor who's dealing with the business owner should be aware of? Some of the finer points are, um, these plans are used to be discriminatory and discretionary, meaning um, if I have five key people that I want to do something for, I'm going to put money aside for those people in a plan, in a corporate asset. And I have the flexibility as the business owner to pick and choose who I give what to, whether it be nothing to one person and $10,000 to another, um, I have that ultimate flexibility. Um that that asset is going to be a liability um, for the company and the uh, participants are going to have an account similar to a 401k where they're going to have um, you know this account that they can see and feel and um, you know experience um, so it, it it it's very um, it's a good feeling to see an, a, an account as a participant, knowing that my employer has put some money aside to it. Now, you're thinking, well, as an employer, why would I just give somebody some money and not have any, you know, you know, clause into it? You know, if I give somebody $10,000, well, what happens if they walk out the door the next day? The beauty of these plans are there's a vesting schedule, and it is um, flexible as the business owner wants it to be. So... Obviously, if I give somebody $10,000, I don't want them walking out the door the next day. So I'm going to wrap some type of vesting schedule, whether that be a graded vesting, a cliff vesting after five or 10 years, whatever it may be, we have the ultimate flexibility in that. So if a person was to leave a company, they would always be leaving skin in the game. They, They could potentially leave money on the table. So that's really the draw for the business owner. And the draw for the participant is 
hey, my 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 business owner is going to give me money to stick around and I'm going to be able to use it for my retirement. Well, that means something. Um, you know, that means a lot, actually. And, you know, especially if you're getting contributions every year, it's going to add up and it's going to help boost my retirement. So do you find that these types of plans work for business owners themselves? No, they don't work for business owners in terms of their their own uh, deferrals. They can't put their own money into it. Uh, reason being is there's no real tax benefit. You know, what you're putting um, aside on your W-2, if we're, if we're talking about an S-Corp, that money falls onto the company's K-1, which still is you. So you're still paying taxes. The benefit for the business owner, there are two things. You're able to keep key people. You're able to avoid that um, monetary loss, so to speak, if somebody was to leave and you have to find somebody else. And the other thing is, with these plans, a company or a business owner has to delay their deduction when putting that money into the plan. So let's say I put $10,000 in a plan for, for you, Stephanie. As a business owner, I have to delay that deduction that I would typically get on that $10,000. 10 years from now, that $10,000 has grown to be 50,000. As the business owner, I now pick up the deduction when you retire, that $50,000 comes out. I've now quintupled my deduction. So while I delayed it on 10,000, I pick it back up on the full $50,000 of, of the account. So it's a benefit to the, to the, for the business owner when it comes to that sense. Well, that sounds like a great opportunity for a business owner uh, further on down the line. And I would I would assume that these plans would be great for succession plans as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I'm a business owner and I have a couple of kids in the business that are non-owners, I could put money aside for them into the plan. Um, if I know I'm going to you know, probably retire in about 10 years, we'll put a 10-year vesting schedule around it. The money you know, builds up in the account for the kids. You retire and the money in the account they can use as money to buy the company from you. So I think now we've got a really, not only a high overview of non-qualified deferred compensation and the, the kind of concept that we're talking to, but now I'm an advisor and I'm listening today and I'm like, well, this all sounds really great. And I actually think I have a prospect or two that are in my book, but well, now what? What do I do? Brad, how can advisors work with Regis Financial Partners? It's a great question. So I've been doing non-qual for the past 10 years and in the, in the industry for 20 some odd. Um, if you have somebody, you know, you got a guy, call me. That's what I'm here for. We'll discuss it. Uh, we'll see if it's a good fit. And if it is, then let's get on a call with you, at, you know, with the advisor and the business owner and talk through the, the pros and cons of putting in a plan. Uh, with Regis, you're going to get uh, my expertise in non-qual as well as Regis's expertise when it comes to the underwriting and all of that comes with um, putting these type of plans in place. So we've got you covered, you know, from A to Z when it comes to non-qual. Well, that makes me excited, obviously. But you know what, if you're an advisor listening to us today, and thanks, Brad, I really appreciate your information and your knowledge and, and your years of experience. But I think uh, we, we definitely want to have you, uh, you know, get out in front and talk to some of these folks for us. But uh, join us uh, for our next call, because we are going to have a follow-up to this conversation about, well, if it's a business owner and they can't do it and they're bust, how do you help employees? Is there an opportunity still? So stay tuned. You'll hear from us shortly. Thanks again, Brad. Thanks, Steph. Thank you for listening to Regis Radio today. This podcast recording is for financial professional use only. 
This material may not be reproduced in any form where it would be accessible to the general public. Please keep in mind that the primary reason to purchase a life insurance product is the death benefit. Life insurance products contain fees such as mortality and expense charges, and they contain restrictions such as surrender periods. Products may not be available in all states. Product features, including limitations and exclusions, may vary by state. We thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.